0: Hey, welcome to Younger and Older with Jason and Dave. We love hanging out, love poking fun at each other, love having conversations, and and just sharing a perspective from two different kind of phases in life. Dave's old and gray-ish, maybe Swedish.
1: Swedish, yeah. You know, I don't. I, it's funny because I I think I, have I call a, you old, but you're really not that old, Dave. I have I I'm have just this fun. gray hair. Yeah, I have gray hair too, and I'm only thirty-two. Yeah, but it's not really overly noticeable. Uh, but it is because I keep my hair short. Oh, touche. And uh, every time I get a haircut, it's like, who gave me that gray hair? <laughs> As it grows out a little bit, it hides a little bit more and then it goes. But my mom, when she did not color her hair. And when she died, she had very little gray hair, hmm. which is kind of amazing. My dad never had gray. He went white.
0: He went white?
1: He went white. Now, I know that there's probably a fine line between them, but... He didn't have gray. It's like right at the temples, he went white. It huh. looked really cool. It yeah. was like you couldn't dye it that way right? You know, right. to look that cool. But he was so blonde. He was uh, Danish. And he was so blonde that he didn't have to shave every day because his hair was so light that <laughs> you didn't see it. That's nice. So he would shave like every other day, every third day and be fine with it. Yeah. You know, and uh, that's never been me. You know, I, (laughs) in fact, he told me when I was young, he goes, you're going to end up having to shave twice a day. If you want to look clean, you know, I get, I was one hairy monster. (laughs) Unfortunately, some of us get the hair gene. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, That's the way life is.
0: Oh, that's funny.
1: But anyway, what in your generation? Yes. Um, when somebody says – I'm confused a little bit because I, I look at people and they talk about defining their relationships and all that kind of stuff. A DTL? I, but yeah, whatever that is. I You know what? I Oh, no, DTR. Sorry, DTR. DTR. Fi- defining the relationship. No, I we didn't do that in my generation. We you just, just went steady. I guess we did. And right? You, That's the terminology yeah, you guys use? You know, I, I'm looking back. My wife and I didn't even use that terminology. It's like if I started dating her on a regular basis – then she quit dating other people. Okay. We didn't really keep defining the relationship. Right. I mean, there was a point where you quit looking around. Yeah, oh yeah. Until then, you were looking around. Well, you don't have to define it. If somebody's still looking around, then you're not their only one. Touche. So why do you have to keep defining it? It's like when they quit looking.
0: You, like that, that, that. this conversation alone
1: right now is probably worth its weight in gold for some people. <laughs> we can just stop right there. <laughs> yeah, when they actually quit looking, then that's the right one. That's right. But if they're still looking, why do you have to define it? Why do you have to ask them? Uh, am I the only one? The answer is no. <laughs> but how do I know? Because I'm going on a date with Sally Lou next weekend. Sally Lou, yeah, whoever you so know. That, what I mean, that it's that another,
0: like, another fling in your life? Dude? No, I never.
1: <laughs> no. You know, but it is interesting. I think, I think, you know, um, there are there are times in life where you do settle down. I think with somebody, and there are other times where you're you should be going out and enjoying people, right? Enjoying them, right? In a healthy way, and that's really important. I think our society has, your culture especially, has become overly. Over sexualized.
0: Oh, very In, much in so.
1: everything. So everything seems to be revolving around this pairing off and actually using each other instead of loving each other. Right. And that's really dangerous. And we've said it before it's a really dangerous thing when you use what you should love and when you love what you should use. Uh, you should not love your lawnmower. Right. You know what I mean? You should use it. You shouldn't love your car. Right. You should use it. You should love people. That's different, right? You really don't, and and this might hurt you personally, but you don't love pizza, right? Because I know you enjoy pizza. That's true. So, but but you wouldn't love pizza. You love your wife. You love your kids. You love people, right? So to use the word love kind of diminishes.
0: Yeah, and I think I think we have a diminished understanding of even what love is these days. We do, you know. And I think I think it doesn't carry the weight that it used to. Yeah, you know, at least I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Well, let you know, me read
1: this to you and get your reaction. Okay, I, I read this article, and it was uh, written by. Let me see who wrote it here. It was written by a Nicole Tarkoff, if I pronounce it right. Oh and, yeah, her. I know her. Yeah, right. Used to date her, right? Yeah, January nineteenth, two thousand eighteen. It was published. So, but basically, it's this young girl. And she's talking about the love in her life. And she says this. This is how I felt when I was with you. She's talking about a guy she used to be with. Okay. I really liked you. I liked the way you looked at me like I was special and pretty, like I was just what you wanted and what you were looking for. I liked the way you took me to your favorite places, told me stories of your friends and all your memories and, that you made there. I liked the way you texted me and the way you made me laugh. I liked all these very generic things about you. And in the moment, yes, I liked you. I liked you a lot. But looking back, I'm not really sure if any of these things were specific to you and who you were. I think that made me like you was a simple fact. I think what made me like you was a simple fact of being admired, receiving texts, laughing, and sharing a moment with someone. And that's just it. You were only ever someone as I know that sounds pathetic that I feel that I fell for purely on out of my own loneliness and insecurities but I think part of moving on from you was admitting that I only liked you because you made time pass with me rather than making me pass it alone that's what made me realize it wasn't you I loved it was the space you took up in my life let me finish. I know you're oh, dying to uh, respond uh, yeah, yeah. to this. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm chomping at the then bit. Then it here. goes. That's what you were, a space filler, someone who would fill my days and nights, someone who would text me good morning and good night, someone who would call me whenever they had good news, someone who would come to dinner with my friends who were all coupled up, someone who would temporarily cure that lingering sting of loneliness, and it sounds so cruel. Like I was using you for relief, but honestly, it felt good. I felt great. it felt comforting to know I wouldn't have to do these things alone i would have i wouldn't I, um, excuse me, I wouldn't have to lay in bed at night wishing I had someone who texted me. I wouldn't have to be the fifth wheel when my friends asked me to dinner, promising it wouldn't be weird. It was just me and them, or if it was just me and them. Just me with couples who have found love, I couldn't. I wouldn't have to worry about any of those things because I had someone. That's what was written. Interesting. I don't even know where to start, Dave. Well, you know what, I'm I'm finding it, as as an older guy, I'm thinking, okay, get a goat. You know what I mean? But here's (laughs) here's the reality, here's the reality, is I
0: guarantee that that's probably true for so many people, that they use a boyfriend or girlfriend to meet their own needs and Mm. their love is defined by what's in it for me. Yeah. You know, and and let me tell you, like, I mean, I I don't have everything figured out, but I've been married five years. And I tell you, if there's anything that I've learned about love, it's not self-centered. Love is selflessness. Yep. You know, I never realized how selfish I was until I got married. Absolutely. You know, and then I was reminded of that again when I had children. (laughs) Yep. You know, uh, because that's what love is. Love isn't about you. Love is looking out for the best of the other person. Yeah and i think that that our understanding of what love is has been so skewed by many things it's been skewed by sexuality it's been skewed by you know this this meanness this this self-centered society that we live in where everything is about me and my feelings and the way that i feel and so what are you doing about me Um, and so when you combine the two of them, you don't even understand what love is anymore. I mean, I remember, I don't know if this is still a big deal or not, but I remember even when I was younger, um, junior high school, that age, like even love, you didn't necessarily throw around, you know? So like, even if I was dating somebody, you didn't drop the L word unless you meant it. Right. And I don't know if that still exists today. I mean, I'm. We'd have to, you know, ask somebody, you know, whether or not, you know, or if it's just another flippant word. I don't think people have any idea what it means. Right, and I, you know, and, and it, like if I were to say, I, you know, I love you to somebody, like it's it's going through the lens of what their understanding of what love is. Yeah, you know, which could be mean anything. I mean, just like she wrote this this poem if you want to call it or just reality of what it was like yep. to me i'm
1: like that doesn't like, i don't want anything to do with that that's not no, love but that was love to her In that fact, was love to her right it, it's kind of like if you treat me like god i'll love you <laughs> of course <laughs> why not taking the place of god again i mean it's like right. i'm gonna take the place of god and as long as you treat me like god yeah then i'll love you right if you quit treat me like god i don't have any need for you yeah you might as well leave yeah. what a goofy idea oh man you know, young couples, let, let me see if I can clarify this uh, for you in, in a way, just because I really think that Satan has taken a great word and concept, love, yeah. and made it meaningless by how we use it. So it's a meaningless term. Right. So if I can love pizza, and I can love a car, and I can love my job, and I can love my wife, what am I saying? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. I don't even know. So do you love
0: pizza the, it's the same as you love your wife? It, absolutely
1: not. You know. I do enjoy pizza. Right. And I could put, I do enjoy my wife. So, you know I mean? See right. how you can take a word and now you diminish its actual value right. by using it in contexts that don't really fit it. Yeah. So you don't, I mean, I don't care if somebody says I love pizza. It's not a you know, big deal. The, the bottom line is I just see this as a diminishing of, of the actual value of the concept. When two people are going to get married If they talk to me about it, I say, please don't use the word love. I mean, you can look at each other and go, I love you, I love you. That You know, little hearts and all that stuff float above your head. (laughs) Whatever it is. But the the bottom line really is, I would rather have you use the word commitment. Right. I am committed to you. Yeah. What that means is something totally different. It means what love used to mean when you're looking at another person. Mm -hmm. It means doing the good and the bad and the ugly. This is about my commitment to you. Right. This is not about how you treat me. This isn't about how you look, right? This isn't about you know a, a guy might be saying this isn't about how you look after you know we're together ten years and you have five kids and this isn't about that, right? This is about my commitment to you, right? For the rest of your life, mm-hmm. no matter what happens, and
0: exclusively,
1: exclusive commitment, right? That's what love really is. It's a right. commitment. So, so here we can talk about God as love. So I can use the word commitment. So God is someone who's committed, absolutely.
0: Absolutely, without a doubt.
1: Committed to, to your well-being. No matter what you do, he's committed to you. Right. And, and that's the bottom line. So as a husband, I need to be committed to my wife. Yeah. My wife needs to be committed to me. I don't know. When that happens, there's this byproduct feeling that takes place. Yeah. And that you can call love, I guess, or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, but we're kind of inad- in in the New Testament, they used to use different words for love. Right. Because they had the same problem in identifying what we're talking about.
0: Right. Because there was different types of love. Yeah. You know, like I could love you, Dave, you know, but it's a different love than I love my wife. And you're
1: commanded to, by the way. Right. But that's different. It's different. I, you can even be committed to me. Right. And it would be different than being committed to your wife. Right. So what we want to be careful to do is try and understand the verbiage that, that is used and use it in a way that's that really portrays what it is, right? And will be much healthier. Absolutely, this person, and we're we're going to come back in the second half of this program and talk about it a little bit. But this person has opened themselves up. Whoever wrote, whoever is this person, to all kinds of ills down the road here, right? All kinds of relational problems, um, both with God and with people. Can you imagine having this same thought process about God and saying, "I love you, God." Oh, why? Man. because you fill the space in my life when I'm lonely and when I'm tired and when so you only fill space. But if something else is filling my space, I don't need you anymore. God. Right. Whoa. Dangerous thought process.
0: Right. And and who would like if you knew that about a person, why would you want to be with them? You know what I'm saying? Like, if but what you... if
1: it's normal? What if that's what everybody's doing? I. Well,
0: and that's what I'm saying. Like, how can you live with that? Yeah. You know, like that doesn't even seem appealing to me.
1: Yep. You know. We got to change our mind frame out there. So if you're listening, you need to keep listening. Go listen to our other episodes at relate365.com and start getting your head planted in another direction.
0: Right. And I think this is a very timely conversation, Dave, because you know, Valentine's Day is right around the corner and talk about love in the wrong ways. And so stick with us. We're having a great conversation about love, what love is and what it looks like. And we're gonna be right back right after this break on younger and older. Hey, welcome back to younger and older, and we're having, well, we're always having a great discussion, so I don't know why I say that, but we are having a great discussion, because any discussion that we have is great. That was kind
1: of proud, but it's fun. Well, you know what, here's what you really, I think when you get together with somebody and you have a discussion about anything, oh, yeah. that's real life. Real life, These real are talk. not scripted moments that you no, and I have. Absolutely not. No, we, we do, I mean, I have, I'm a prolific note saver, Yes. So I save the two
0: dollar word of the day.
1: Yeah, I mean, I save notes from different articles and that kind of thing. It has nothing to do with scripting something in a conversation. What right. it has to do with is look at this guy said. Look at that guy said.
0: It's funny because many of you think that we might even script these episodes, but we don't. Because sometimes no. we were like, oh, let's talk about this, and then we ended up talking about like the sky being blue.
1: And and that's a valuable thing in life. You need to understand that it's important to have relationships, and relationships are not scripted necessarily. Right. Right. But intentionality is. Absolutely. So what you do is for me, you know, for what I do is is I'll say to and I did to my wife today, when are we going? It's winter. When are we going to cross country ski today? So we set it up at 330. We're going to cross country ski today. So, you know, it's something we do. We talk to each other. We didn't have it set in stone, but we're going to do it and as we, we ski, we actually ski side by side, we talk, we're out in the woods, the sun is out there, we talked about that, listen to our former episodes. It's it's amazing how different you feel right. when you go out and you do something together outside. And it doesn't have to be an Olympic effort. Right. You know, go out and do something. We used to just go out, we live at the edge of the forest up here at Silverbridge Ranch and Jason and his family do too. And you know, we used to just go out for walks in the woods. Mm-hmm. And and I would just talk about different things. You know the the popple tree, the, the the or the aspen that's here. You can take it and rub your hand on it, and your hand will come away all white. Hmm. And the the Native Americans used to use that for face powder.
0: Really? Yeah. I don't and, know if and, I'd be able to point out a popple tree to you, Dave.
1: Well, I see. That's that's what you need to do is go out there and look and say that's I a need popple. to learn my trees. You will. I mean, you can. You just go out for a walk and you start looking at them. This would be a good exercise because your kids are about that age. Yeah. Go out, grab a leaf of a tree.
0: What do you, See, that's the thing. I, when there's leaves, I can do it. Yeah. When there's not leaves, oh, man.
1: Well, here would be a rough. fun exercise. My old teacher comes out when you say that. Okay. So go out, have your kids, have a tree identifying book with you. Don't do it electronically. Just have a book Okay. if you can because now you're getting away from the electronics. You're outside. You right. know, look it up. Well, we
0: don't have service in the woods here anyways. Yeah. So
1: you fun. look up the leaf pattern yeah and and you say okay that is a popple or they would call it an aspen It technically it might be called a quaking aspen actually does it quake it does when you look at the leaves they shake oh and, and not only do they shake are they shake, related to the quakers I don't think so okay they could be All I right. have no I'm idea I'm just curious but they shake a little bit and, and what's interesting is that then you can with your sons you can say okay how could we identify this tree from the others if there were no leaves hmm and you have them come up with it. Yeah. You'll never forget it. And then all of a sudden you've got, that's a, an aspen or a popple. That's an oak. That's a maple. Obviously, birch are pretty obvious. Birch but are easy. From a distance, birch and popple look the same. Oh. If you look at a picture with the sun on a field of, of trees with no leaves, you know, like a, a hill yeah. with no leaves, and the sun's hitting it just right, you'll wonder if they're popple or birch. Hmm. And then you get up and you go. Oh, that's not birds. It's not even close. It's just the way the sun hits it. Gotcha. So interesting, interesting. what you what you can learn about yeah. life just by going out. So anyway, we're talking about part of love is being intentional. What is love? And we were talking about in the first that's half. Right. So go to relate365.com if you don't have that and get the first half. This girl was talking about. What she realized was she wasn't really in love with the person, but she was just in love with the fact that this person made her feel like God, I guess. I mean
0: That's what it sounded like.
1: That's what it sounded like. That's my own summary. So whether or not
0: she will admit that or not, that's what yeah. it sounded like. Yes.
1: And and I think that's what Satan is trying to do in our life is to get us all to take the place of God, because that's what he wanted to do. Right. Which means that we're trying to get a world that revolves around us. Right. So we want our job to revolve around us. We want our family to revolve around us. We want any relationship to revolve around us. And I want to make it clear. You do that, you're going to be a very miserable person because there's only one God in the universe that everything does revolve around, and it's not you. Right. Now you're going to have trouble because you're living outside the context of reality. Right. Believe what you want, you're going to have trouble. Right. you got to get that in line, and the first thing is to be able to say there's a God and I'm not him. Right.
0: And that's a big deal. It is. That is a big deal. You know what's crazy, Dave? Is that is that many in the, in our culture today? There's so many people refusing to acknowledge that, especially when it comes to love. That that there's so many things, whether it's this perspective or, or now, you know, there's there's actually like artificial intelligence that you can interact with. Right. That quote unquote show you love. Yep. Or provide quote unquote. Love. They
1: have mannequins that that they sell. For people who are lonely. So they can spend time with the mannequins and actually be intimate with mannequins.
0: Which is mind-boggling to me.
1: It's crazy. Mind-boggling. Now, you you know what? That's because we've gotten so used to using people. Right. You Use somebody. What happens is they feel like a mannequin. Right. Not good.
0: Not good at all.
1: As As I was reading this girl, here's what I thought. Here's what she found important. I, I like to know that while I'm laying in bed, here's her words, I had someone to, who would text me, someone who would include me. And I'm thinking, are we set for artificial intelligence to take over? I mean, I can program things to text me in the middle of the night. Right. In fact, Twitter, and, and I love playing with Twitter so far. So you, you tweet a lot. I do. I tweet a lot, but it has you nothing tweet? to do with normal tweets. I, it's really a thought. I'm I'm studying something. It's a thought from the Bible, normally. But you know what's interesting is I can time those tweets, so I can them go out whenever I want. Right. And every once in a while, I'll time one for like 10 o'clock at night, and invariably somebody will respond. I didn't think you stayed up this late. <laughs> I don't. I don't. No, this was timed. That's I put funny. it on a timer. Yeah. And it went out when I. Told it to right. So this girl is opening herself to that kind of problem, right. where she can have artificial intelligence, artificial love, be a part of her life. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to be careful. God created us to be actually a, a a certain way, and we have to live in the context of that way, or we're going to be in big trouble. Um, I was noticing uh, another article that I was reading. It was talking about how the Chinese government years ago used to do whatever they could to limit the amount of children that were born in a family. Mm-hmm. And and what happens after a while is that people begin to think that having more than one child is a bad thing. They begin to think that way. Mm-hmm. Because they've been told that over and over and over again. And the penalties for having more than one child was severe. Really? Yeah. They would, um, they would actually... Um, uh, have forced abortions, from my understanding. Mm. They would have sterilization that would take place. I mean wow. that kind of thing as punishment. Yeah. So now again, this is something that you can only read about as far as counterintelligence, that kind of thing or whatever, because of the gathering of facts on how right. it was really done. But now China's in a different position where they're um wanting more children. They're mm-hmm. they're you can only if you look at a culture, you, you can't keep having two people replace themselves with one. Right. Eventually, there's a decline in population. That's pretty substantial. Mm-hmm. Now, what you don't think about necessarily at those moments are these two people with a decline in population are gonna get old and we need to take care of them. Mm-hmm. But there's half the people that could take care of them. Right, right. Now we got a problem. And that's what the Chinese government is facing. So now they're trying to change the mind frame. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to make it so that having more than one child is a good thing. Right. But they've already trained people that it's a bad thing. Right. Confusing and difficult to deal with. Mm-hmm. What we need to do is always have an authority that's outside of our family, ourselves, our government. And there is one, it's God. Yeah. And that's who we, we answer to. You take God out of your life and you start letting anything take his place, anything. Mm-hmm you're going to be in trouble. right? Uh, especially if it's a government, which right. is very confusing. Well, and that's
0: how Satan works. You know, Satan doesn't want God to be the center. And so when it comes to love, when it comes to anything like that, if he can get the focus on anything but God, he wins. And oftentimes the easiest person to get the focus put on is ourselves. It is. You know, I mean, you think of, you think of love, you know, it's, a lot of it is selfish, you know. Do,
1: and, do you think people get married because they want their needs met? I think some people do. That's a, a really short course to disaster. Right,
0: and, and that's why I think there's so much divorces is yeah. because people marry because they're, they think that they found the one that meets their needs. Yeah. And let me tell you that you're not going to, you know, you're never, never going to be successful if you think that a person, right, a physical person here is going to do that. Yeah,
1: I'm a, I'm a word guy. So it, what, I, what I think about is the difference between the word commitment that we talked about earlier and the idea of an arrangement. Mm-hmm. An arrangement is much different than a commitment. Right. So if I made an arrangement with you, it's kind of like a contract. Yeah. So I would say to you, Jason, if you do this and this and this and this, then I will do this for you. Right. Okay, that's an arrangement. Now the way you get out of an arrangement is by you breaking it or me breaking it. Right. So I you could not do what I asked you to do or what you agreed to. And so now the agreement is breaking, is broken because we had an arrangement. Right. Unfortunately, I think most people get married, whether they admit it or not. They have an arrangement in their head. Mm. It's like if I get married, here's how it has to be. You need to provide me with. I need to feel good. You need to worship the ground I walk on. You know whatever it is. I I mean whatever whatever God characteristics you want to take. Right. And and you need to do that because if you don't do that, that's what I need. Mm -hmm. And if you don't do that, you're not meeting my needs, and I will go find somebody who does. Right. Now you have two people that do that. And you have nothing but conflict. If the people that are listening today are in a relationship with somebody, and you are, and you're having great conflict with them, it's because of the fact that you're self-centered. Right. You're focusing on yourself and what your needs are rather than focusing on the other person and how you can play a role in their life to make them the best they can be, Mm -hmm. and you're not necessarily committed to God or the other person. And that's how you straighten it out. Absolutely, You don't straighten it out by having them change. And you don't straighten it out by hoping that they do change. Now, there are some things, there are some habits, and this is a whole other discussion for us, where maybe you're doing things to enable things to stay bad. And, and enabling people to not change is really a bad thing, not a good thing. Right. Uh, real quick example, because we're going to run out of time, is if, if somebody's in your home, they're an alcoholic, and yet you keep changing everything so they can stay an alcoholic, mm-hmm. that's probably not a good thing. Right. So if you're committed to them, see how the word works? Right. If you're committed to them, you're going to do something to change the alcoholism. Right. But it doesn't mean you go get another husband or another wife. It means you do something to change the right. alcoholism. Absolutely. And, uh, and I guess we can... You know, go there in another program if we want to on the idea of empowerment or enablement. Mm. And uh, in bad relationships, there's a lot of enablement that goes on. We just mm. leave the environment and pretend it doesn't exist. Right. You're not committed to somebody if you're watching them destroy themselves. Mm-hmm. You're just not committed to them. Right. And that's why I think instead of using the word love, use the word commitment. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage you to look at the person that you're married to if you're married or if you're, you're in a relationship, whatever the def- definition is today, you know, to, to be able to tell them I am committed to you. right? And, and here's what I mean by that. Get the language barrier out of the way because love doesn't mean anything. So if you tell somebody you love them, who knows what that means. right? If you tell somebody you're committed to them, I even think you need to say here's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So that you can have an honest discussion about where you're at and, and realize if they're not committed to you, that's not a relationship right now that's going to be long term. Right. Because commitment is is valuable and the key ingredient.
0: Absolutely, Dave. And I think that's that's great. And so if you're out there and you're you're processing this stuff, I would just encourage you just to think about even your own relationships and whether or not you may be selfish in some areas and, and ways that you can change that and be committed. Um, or or things like that. And so if you want to continue in our conversations, go to uh, relay365.com. You can check out all of our other podcasts and shows and even some other resources that we have there to help you guys be successful and, and really grow in a relationship with God. But we thank you for joining us again today, and we will see you here next time on Younger and Older.